0: hello my name is Xavier Mercado and this is spearhead conversations today I'm joined by a special guest jmat social media coach content creator and the founder of hashtag mke a networking platform that brings the community together um, it's been a long time coming I finally reached out, he replied, and we are here today. So without further ado, how are you doing, J-Matt? I am doing great. I love snow,
1: and it's snowing
0: outside, so I'm like,
1: yes, this yeah. is a
0: great day. You drove safe today? I did drive safe, yes. Yeah. It's one of those precaution, precautious times, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone, I, I think this is winter just uh, catching up yes. with what it's it's- Long overdue. It, yeah, long overdue. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, how, how have you been, man? You are a busy guy.
1: I've been great. Uh, yeah, I keep busy, and that's a good problem to have, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Well, your platform, it, it, it's grown. I, I mean, I've followed. I'm pretty sure all of Milwaukee has. Or at least have seen me, whether they chose to
1: hit follow or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's is I, I love what you're doing. You. Um, you know, I got my platform. I interview people that I, I feel just, you know, there's a passion. There's there's consistency. There's you know what I mean? It's just this fire within. And I I definitely see that with you. So I appreciate you coming on, man, and just uh, sh- sharing some time with us.
1: My pleasure.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. Sounds good to me. So, J. Matt, yes. where were you born?
1: Uh, technically in a hospital in the city of Milwaukee, but my childhood, I grew up in Brookfield. Brookfield. I know. Right. I didn't choose it. It's my parents' fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. How was your childhood? I mean, it was fine. Every, I think it's like your general childhood and nothing yeah. to brag about, but like, it wasn't a bad one. It was, I think it was pretty normal in my opinion.
0: Yeah. What type of hobbies were you in?
1: Uh I was a skier, am a skier still, but like downhill skiing, um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh I oddly got into archery, which now I'm as I'm speaking this stuff out <laughs> loud, I'm like, wow, okay, maybe my childhood was a little different. Um, uh, but we had like some class and gym in high school, and I was like, this is kind of cool. I want to keep doing that. Not a hunter, but just like the uh the sport of it.
0: Yeah. Um what type of things grasped your attention in uh in school?
1: Um I would say like art. Uh okay. so it's like uh, we had to sculpture class, um, and just like drawing and that sort of thing. I haven't really drawn uh probably in like ten plus years, like sketch here or there, but like not yeah. passionately or anything. It was fine at the time and
0: lost interest, I guess. Yeah. What uh what type of student would you say you were? What crowd did you bump with?
1: Oh, I was uh <clears throat> an outcast for sure. Uh yeah. there was like the popular clique within school wasn't in that one. Um I had Different friend groups, I would say, um, a variety of just based on interest and whatnot, but never really was. Um, I wouldn't say like, man, I don't know how I answer this. I don't know. I think I was. I don't know. I don't really think about my childhood that much, honestly. Yeah. Um, outcast, I think, works in the sense of like, I uh, didn't really fit the norm, but I feel like there's a lot of kids that are like, I was an outcast. I didn't fit the norm. I wasn't intentionally trying to do it. It just was like, ah, you know, yeah. it's
0: cool. I'm waiting for the next thing. What uh, You said you grew up in Brookfield. What high school you went to? Brookfield East. Brookfield East. On so, the swamp. So is there a, a west?
1: There's a Brookfield Central, and that was right next to the police station. So like, we had our little rivalry, and that was yeah. literally the only jabs we could have given each other. Like, <laughs> ah, your school's on a swamp. Ah, you're next to the police station. Boring, I know. Yeah. What was your mascot? Uh, we were the Spartans. Oh. It was a good time to uh, watch that boy. movie 300, right? Yeah, right. That's my school. <laughs> what year did you graduate? 2005.
0: Oh, there you go. I was a sophomore. Yeah. I'm 07. Sophomore nice, right. So We were
1: close Rocket. to the age. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, good times. You know, the early 2000s. Um, yep. Soldier boy. Uh, lean oh, they cranked <laughs> that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that came out, I think, was more popular when I was in college, like f- freshman or sophomore year of college. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, good times, good times. Yeah. So with high school, you know what I mean? You said you're outcast, you basically beat to the uh, the, the beat of your own drum, you'll yes. we'll say. Um, what career path did you, you choose after high school?
1: Uh, I chose radio. Radio? Uh, yeah, that was something I just was always interested in. And... Mm. Um, I dabbled in, like, uh, street teamer stuff, um, part-time radio stuff, and just kind of found my way. How did you acquire the name J-MAT? It's actually through radio. Um, the, let's see, what it would have been, uh, Milwaukee Radio Group, which has uh, 102.9 The Hog. Yeah. And JAMA 98.3, uh, our promotions director, uh, he put everyone on the schedule by their initials. Yeah. JM is my initials, and they already had a JM, who had been there for years. They're like, well, we can't have two JMs. So they were like, oh, we'll just merge your names together, and you'll be the only one that has more than two letters. It'll be JMat, and it stuck. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I know you had Promise on your uh, show earlier. I'm going to bring him yeah. up because we were street teamers together. Like early radio days, we oh, started wow. out together. And uh, I had him come up to college to do uh, MC, a step competition, and everybody in college knew me by my last name at the time. He came up and started calling me J-Matt because that was the thing that we had, and my fraternity brothers and everyone in college picked up J-Matt, and J-Matt really stuck, and that was kind of that difference there uh, of Promise coming up and uh, introducing all yeah. my college friends to that nickname.
0: Oh, that's dope, man. Yeah. Promise is a great guy, man. And he I'm is. I'm super uh, excited for his new venture, man. Uh hosting uh Bucks games. Yes. Milwaukee Bucks, baby. Man, uh we gave it to the Celtics. <laughs> oh, we did. It was a it was a blowout. <laughs> blowout. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Well, to tell me more about um early radio days. I mean, uh I you would say that's a that's a very big part of your life.
1: Yeah. Uh in um, college, I was at a country radio station. I was up uh, Marquette, Michigan for college, Northern yeah. Michigan University, and uh, I was interested in it. I did the college radio station thing, so I could really do whatever I wanted. My radio name for that was DJ Crank. Wow. I know. Luckily, that did not stick. Ah! <laughs> out yeah yep. so that one that was that for a while I'm really glad that didn't stick uh and then I was also on the local small market country station it also had some AM stuff so I had to do like news talk and blah 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 um, not glamorous but that's where you start and it's totally fine that it worked out that way um, I bounced between like nonprofit and um, radio on and off a couple of years here then back into radio then I needed more money and then I found a different job that paid better. Eventually found myself in Madison and I was an overnight jock for Mix 105.1 and I was also the promotions and marketing director for the station. They had a couple stations there. And eventually Kiss FM, um, there was an opportunity there because the company I worked for, Entercom at the time now, Odyssey, owned the stations in Madison, owned the stations in Milwaukee. So I got introduced to the program director, assistant program director, whatever, uh, at a party in Milwaukee. And she's like, okay, I'll let you audition for Kiss FM. And I was like, okay. And kind of got ran around in circles. And eventually she gave me a shot. I did some overnights. So for about a year and a half, I would drive from Madison on weekends to Milwaukee specifically to be on the air for Kiss FM.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Eventually worked out and I did full time and all that. uh, But yeah, it, it was... A lot of work to even get to the point where I had that shot to do full time on Kiss.
0: What inspired hashtag uh, mke, and when was it founded?
1: Yeah, it was founded uh, January. Well, actually, it was founded January twelfth. Today's January twelfth of two thousand seventeen. So this is legitimately the anniversary date. I know you're going to air this down the road, but January twelfth yeah. was the anniversary. And um, before I was full time at Kiss FM to get myself to milwaukee because i was over the madison scene pretty quick and i wanted a reason to come move to the city of milwaukee i live here i've had it as a goal since i was a kid and i found a job at a child welfare agency at the time called saint a i think it's well point care now don't follow them too exclusively anymore but yeah. i did the social media strategy for them and trying to help them find foster care parents and that sort of thing and I was the only person at this organization that did social media, so mm-hmm. I'd often run into this issue of okay, well, I got a troubleshooter. I'm not sure what the strategy is. If I had any social media questions, my team didn't know the stuff. They had their exp- uh, expertise in other areas, yeah. so I didn't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. So what I um, kind of realized, having recently moved back to Milwaukee area, was that I wanted to get into networking. And I'd go to some events and I kept talking to financial advisors and nothing against them, but it just wasn't an interest. Every time we got into a conversation about social media, I was like, ah, this is a conversation I want more of. And since there really wasn't uh, an organization out there that was bringing social media managers and content creators together, I was like, you know what, I'll just create it. And I threw around a ton of names. Like I looked, I found my list the other day Of all the different names I came up with before I landed on hashtag MKE, it was the 17th name idea I came up with. Because all of them had like social in it. And a lot of them were taken or too similar to things that already existed. And the word hashtag literally says social media to a lot of people. Like you don't associate that with anything else. It was like, I'll use that as a place saver for now. And it stuck. And I hosted the first event, had four people come. Um, but we all had a conversation around social media and it was a great conversation for two hours. And from there, it just kind of started taking off 10, uh, 10 people came for a while, then it was 15, then 20. And then we kind of hit our stride. Uh, I would say year two where we were consistently getting 50 people to attend each event.
0: Wow. Uh, man, yeah. what were the, you know, in the, still in the beginning, but what were the barriers you faced as, you know, starting <sighs> out?
1: It's, it's trying to get the word out there. Anything new, it's how do you promote it? And I was like, oh, I could just promote it through my own social media just fine. Yes and no. Um, eventually, it was like, okay, these, this brand needs to be separate from who I am because it's a whole different thing. And it has to have its own entity and its own like social media accounts to get out there, um, finding like event platforms that people used yeah. and to find events was part of it, word of mouth. So it was just kind of like a patience game, um, knowing that I didn't want to force anything and just let it naturally take its course because I had an idea of what I wanted, but if nobody's interested in what I had yeah. in mind, it doesn't matter. So it was like, here's my idea. You guys take it where you want. I'll keep planning the events. We'll make sure that this is happening every, every month. And, Based on who comes and the interest and whatnot, uh, it it can expand from there. And since the first event, even up until my most recent event, I just stick myself at the welcome table. Because I go to networking events all the time where I want to talk to the host of the event, but they're in conversation with a bunch of friends or it feels like a click or something that they're in and that I feel like I'm interrupting if I go over to talk to them. So I purposely put myself right at the welcome so that I say hello to every single person that walks in. And as more people come, uh, I can have side conversations, but also make sure that if you've never been to an event before, I can explain what we're all about. If you're walking by and you're like, wait, what is this? You didn't come for this event, but you're at the bar. I can explain it to you and maybe mm-hmm. you'll come to future events. It's uh, I have a member that's been coming for so long, Matt. He tells me it's kind of like quality control. Yeah. If you will, it's it's really allowing the consistency of quality event after event. Yeah, well, that's how I met you.
0: Yeah, uh, I got uh, I was invited to an event and I ended up showing up and I met you at the welcome table. Yes, you and did. the board with all the to write your social media and mm-hmm. um, it was it was awesome. Thank you. Uh, it was a, not only was it a cool event, but it was cool because that was the first time. I mean, I I do. I do um, interviews. Yeah. So I saw about six of the people I I uh, interviewed at your, your networking event, and it was just cool. I got a picture with them, and yeah. um, one of them was uh, Steve Phillips, uh, nice. uh, Philly Flyboy. Yep. But um, it was definitely a, a, a great event, man. Um, yeah. And I love just that everyone is, like, so united with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's this embracing – Culture of we're from Milwaukee. Yep. We're trying to get our names out. Yeah, here we can just be ourselves and and hopefully network something into, you know, uh, pushing forth. Yeah. Uh, so in the beginning, what platforms were you primarily focusing on to promote? Yeah. Hashtag mke.
1: The very first one that I focused on was Twitter. Of all things, um, at the time, Twitter chats were very popular, and I was finding like. Twitter seems odd now, given that it's X and blah, blah, blah. But if you've ever spent time on Milwaukee Twitter, it's Mm a force. And when it comes to like voting on things, like when you think of MLB and we have a lot of brewers that are playing in the all-stars game and we've got uh, the bucks and we've, Anything that's like voting based, Milwaukee has representation because Milwaukee shows up. Milwaukee votes. It's a great community, and a lot of that like sports talk is happening on Twitter, and Milwaukee's very active on Twitter, and they will rally behind their team and their their city. Mm-hmm. And knowing that uh, allowed Twitter to be a space that made sense to promote events. Uh, eventually, expanded to Facebook, to Instagram, and Instagram is probably our most successful platform for finding creators promoting our events and getting interest
0: yeah what type of uh events through hashtag mke now i know you do uh promotions but Mm -hmm. there's other things that come with hashtag mke so what is that
1: so hashtag mke beyond our networking events and connecting content creators and social media enthusiasts uh it really was the pandemic that had me thinking, okay, what else can we do? Because we did have to pause for a bit. Um and as we were ramping back up, I was trying to figure out, okay, what other content can I post for hashtag MKE? So I started featuring five local events in the city of Milwaukee each week that were happening. And the big goal with that is to of course have like one of the notable ones that everyone's talking about so that it's there. But It's largely trying to find those more obscure events that are truly happening in the community and try to get the reach to be from the northwest side to the south side. If I can find events that make sense, that would be interesting to creatives in the city, uh, whether it's like a photography event or learning how to use Photoshop and Lightroom or if it's a family friendly. I don't have kids. I don't plan on having kids, but. I know that there's people in our community that do have young kids and need something to do. So I try to find like one family-friendly event. I try to find something that I would like to go to that's just kind of obscure uh, and just try to find it an all-encompassing. Maybe it's a mental health and wellness event that someone's putting on. I just try to find that variety and I try not to repeat venues week after week and try to really spread it out as much as I can.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, through these through these videos and, and event uh you know the these locations that you put on the through these videos, you've become quite the person that is recognizable to the eye of yeah, yeah. locals. Yeah. How does that feel when somebody comes up to you and is just, hey you're J Matt, you you do all you you tell all these events and uh, yeah. how does that feel? It's nice
1: because When I started doing the five events, it was a slow grow sort of thing. And I was like, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into this for it to not get seen. Uh, And then to have people pretty much those weeks of doubt that I would have that same week, that same day come out and be like, oh, I watch your five events. It's great. Really helpful. I was like, okay, there's something here. And it would give me that motivation to keep going. So getting recognized kind of shows me that I'm doing something in the community that's recognizable but also that people are paying attention to
0: yeah well um with that this coincides to the the next thing you've taken on you're a social media coach i am what does that entail
1: yeah so i used to work for an agency i used to work for so many different things i've done social media for over 15 years i'm i'm a little older graduated high school 2005 as we (laughs) talked about it i've been around um but As of a few months ago, hashtag MKE, I decided to go all in and make it my full-time job. So in order to- Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. It was a little daunting, but I was like, I'm going to do this. It's going to work out. I've had so many people over the years just kind of tell me, oh, I thought you already were. And I was like, well, what are you seeing that I'm not? Yeah. So the social media coach angle comes in as the way that I can offer services that are recurring month to month, and I can set up clients that- basically pay my bills and make sure that uh, I can continue to be self-employed in the long run. Like um, sponsored content and this stuff is gravy and it's great when it comes in, but that's not reliable income. The social media coaching angle is where I will work with a small business owner, a CEO, C-suite people, <laughs> anyone that's trying to have a better social media presence or for lack of a better term, become a thought leader Um, I work with them. I coach you how to improve your presence. We do content calendar management. I strategize with you, clean up your copy. I do all of that. And the goal is to really get you to a place where you feel empowered after about six months that you don't need me anymore. My whole plan is for you to phase me out. Yeah. And then you just have ownership of your content and your presence. And maybe you check in with me here and there, just see the updates. But Really, after about three to four months, I'm just being your accountability buddy mm-hmm. and reminding you the things so that it becomes second nature. But there's only so much I can coach you before you're like, OK, I've, I've got an understanding of what I'm doing. And that's the goal. Phase yeah. me out.
0: How do you stay uh, updated with uh, the latest uh, social media trends and then integrate that into your coaching style? Yeah, so uh,
1: that's part of the game. You have to always be mindful of the content that's out there. There's some, like, newsletters you can subscribe to. And people uh, tend to push against change. It's just in our nature. Change can be scary. And I would say early in my career, I was like, oh, this is changing again. It's annoying. I just got into this rhythm and it's changing again. You have to get comfortable with the fact that it's changing constantly and you just have to stay with it. Um, The content I create is nothing like the content I want to consume, which sounds weird to people. And I'll have people all the time say, oh, I make similar content to you. You should follow me. I was like, I'm not really interested in that kind of stuff. Like, I appreciate it and I like that. But my whole thing is follow who you want to follow based on what you want to see. If you don't want to see what I'm making, don't follow me. If I keep making content and your interests shift and you're no longer interested in what I do, unfollow me. I don't care. It's what your interest is in general. Mm -hmm. What interests me is oddly social media strategy and content tips. And like, here's how you make this transition. And I will. Take certain videos that may not even be describing how to do a transition. I'm like, well, that was really cool. Frame by frame it so I can figure it out. Like, that's what pulls in my attention. And that's the sort of stuff I follow. So, like, the latest changes in social media will just come into my feed because I'm already watching that stuff. And that's where it just naturally finds me, in the feed.
0: With hashtag MKE and this platform that you've created from the ground up, Mm -hmm. what has opened your eyes more than anything. The I think the word is community.
1: Um not to be cliche but it's like we got a great community here but like yeah. the people that are showing up there is a community of people that have an interest in social media but not just necessarily Uh, the fact that social exists, but the power that social media can give to people. And if you're a personal brand, a professional brand, or you're just a dad trying to connect with his son, because that's happened. Someone came and learned TikTok from me during a hashtag MKE event, never came back because all his goal was, was how do I navigate this platform that my son is obsessed with and that I can make fun content with him as a way to bond. I was like, great. Love that for you. So there's so many uses of social media and brings people together because whether you're novice at it and trying to figure it out, we had a business uh, that was fitness related, just starting out didn't really know social media, but knew there was value there. We taught them how to use Instagram better. They grew their story, their their story usage and just how they use that platform. They found themselves at a thousand followers within like a year. So there are opportunities there and you don't have to blindly try to navigate what you don't understand you come to one of my events you talk to me or the many other people that are at the event and they'll give you tips that you can go home with and use and incorporate for free
0: yeah how would you describe your work ethic uh
1: it's interesting uh it it's an ebb and flow like anybody and i think there's a certain thing where the people that are truly successful just have discipline i remind myself of that i'm not saying i got discipline. i got adhd it yeah. is really hard for me to focus. And so that makes two of us. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, I'll go on tangents. It's fine. And when I get those hyper focus moments where I'm like, I'm really in it, I don't care what time it is, what day it is. It could be a Saturday at like 3 p.m. It's like, if I've got that motivation, I'm running with it and taking it where it'll take me. But you still have to show up when you're not motivated, when you don't have that hyper-focus, which is a bit more challenging, I would say, for people with ADHD and attentive type. Um, But I do the best I can, and I don't try to um, be too hard on myself when I am very spacey, if you will, or, and I'll admit, my timeliness is not the best, but I'm working on it. I know that's an issue. Uh, I'm very self-aware in that way, And I keep myself accountable when I need to Yeah. and just kind of let myself, like your body will shut down when you're too tired. It's like, okay, I'm not going to be successful or I'm not going to be productive, I guess is the word. In this moment, I'm just going to be done and then I'll start up tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah. How do you uh, balance your authenticity, uh, being professional with, you know what I mean? Like... me running my own platform. Yeah. this is something that I understand. You know, you could be a fun person, but it's also balancing the fun person and the business person. Yep. So how do how do you how do you do?
1: It's nice because I do have separate accounts. So when it comes to hashtag mke and those platforms, yes, it's the professional face. Uh, the face, it's the we, the us, the hour mm-hmm. as a representation of an entire business. For my personal account um i can let go a little bit um for the JMAT mke content doing the city of milwaukee content and all that i don't do reviews ratings rankings i don't do any of that because it's also subjective and for a while i was uh i was vegetarian so like do you want to hear about the the (laughs) meat shop from the vegetarian no um but also like i think if you do the reviews and you put your like opinion out there yeah there's authenticity there but eventually you have to give a negative review. Otherwise people won't continue to believe in what you're talking about. And I never want to be in a position where I could deter someone from providing business to a small business. Like if I said, ah, you know, the meal was underwhelming and I probably won't go back. And then there's people out there that will literally listen to people on social media and be like, well, J Matt didn't like that. Well, I never tried it and I will never try it. Yeah. That's terrible. And then eventually if I'm only telling you of the places I like, it's just, it doesn't work for me. And it makes me an outcast in the sense Mm. of lifestyle content creators and foodies, because everybody gives their opinion. Everybody tells you why this place is great. But the problem is when you get sponsored content, and I've seen it from local creators, they're like, this is an amazing meal, blah, 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 paid partnership. I'm like, is it amazing? Is it? <laughs> I don't give reviews. And when people work with me and it's a partnership, a paid partnership, I'm not saying this is an amazing place. I'm giving you factual information of like, this is what they offer. This is like, if you're interested in this kind of cuisine or this sort of business, this is out there. You should go check that out.
0: Yeah. Uh, with coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh what are misconceptions people have about being coached before they they are coached by you?
1: Um, there's a lot of different ways you can approach it. And for me, my goal is not to do your content and create your content. I can, but it's just, it tends to be very involved. And mm-hmm. really, the clients that work well with me are the ones that create content already, but can't find that momentum that... um It's like, I want to do better, I want to create, I enjoy it, but I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know the strategy behind it. That's kind of the goal that I'm going for. Um, There's other people, I think, out there that may think, okay, well, if I use a coach, do I lose my voice? Do I have control over my brand? My whole thing is supporting you and helping you get to that next level of what you see for yourself. Yeah, Um, what
0: what are other things you advocate for?
1: Uh, I'm a big mental health advocate. Yeah. Uh, that's my third branch of account. So you got it. Yeah. hashtag MKE, JMATMKE, and then JMAT ADHD. Okay. Um, I have been doing the 22 push-up challenge yes. for 2,562 days in a row. Not in a row. There's been a one-off where mm. like it just yeah, didn't yeah. post. But, like, nearly perfect streak. And um, it's, for those that don't know, it is doing – 22 push-ups for the at the time it's a 2013 stat of an average of 22 veterans the that veterans. die by suicide each day, mm-hmm. and the number has ebbed and flowed and gone all over the place over the years. But even if the number was drastically lowered, it would still be something that needs to get awareness out there. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're still a lot of years ahead, decades even, that until we'll get to a point where the topic of suicide isn't so. St- taboo. And even saying that out loud, I'm so used to talking about it that it's like, ah, suicide, depression, it rolls off my tongue. Yeah. Whereas the normal person like is going to hear this segment and be uncomfortable. And I get it. It's, it is an uncomfortable topic. And I have been in this for over seven years of talking about it daily. And it has its own accounts because I know that a guy literally talking about suicide prevention every single day is not an account you want to follow necessarily. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I couldn't have that. And then also do city of Milwaukee content and hope people like follow that. So it had to be separate. Uh, and I do want to be intentional this year and make more than just the daily push-ups, but like, mental health awareness around ADHD, around depression, around trichotillomania, which is a fun mouthful of word, it's a variation of OCD that I have, and just share my experiences because I don't see a lot of men talking about about mental health, but I also don't see a lot of non-professional men being open and vulnerable and sharing that. And it's super important to be able to talk about that in order for us to seek the help that we need. And off the top of my head, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it's... um, men are nearly four times as likely to die by suicide than women. Wow. Because we're not seeking the help. We don't want to admit there's a problem. And I've also seen stats where it's like um, men will take a more violent approach to their suicide method than women. Yeah. So we tend to um, have the suicide, trying to be very careful how I phrase it, where it's not just an attempt. Yes. Because mm-hmm. your first attempt, it actually happens and you die by suicide.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and that's honorable. You know, you got to salute it. Uh, yeah, I've seen the videos of you doing the the 22. Um, how do you feel Milwaukee has attributed to your success? And how does it feel the response they've given to the uh, platform?
1: Um, For the, the local content, it's... It's been great overall. Uh, With any social media, with any content you put out there, you're essentially putting yourself out there to have trolls and all these sort of negative experiences that come with social media. And if that's all you focus on, that's all you'll see. But there's a lot of positive there. I've had people from outside of the city that live maybe in Waukesha or something write in the comments or shoot me a DM and say, Hey, I've been aware of Milwaukee for the longest time and I've only seen what the media portrays of like it's unsafe and a lot of crime and blah, blah, blah. And I never really had an interest to in coming to Milwaukee until I started seeing your content. Yeah. And it started changing my mind and I started seeing the city a little bit differently. And I thought about, okay, maybe I'll come by once or twice this year and check this out. Cool. If you were never coming to the city before, you saw one of my videos, you're like, I'll come once. I'll give it a shot. I'm changing your opinion of the portrayal that is the city. I'm not yeah. going to change it alone. I'm not going to change everybody. I get that. But a few people here and there.
0: I could relate to that. Yeah. I could definitely relate to that. Any um, exciting events with the platform or, um, you know, just any type of evolution <laughs> happening yeah. with uh, hashtag MK?
1: Hashtag MKE, um Personally, professionally, um, I've worked with some assistants recently, and now I'm in a turnover point, and having it be a full-time job and having an assistant, I'm trying to do the internship route, uh, and I've got a, a program in mind that I think will really help small businesses who are trying to find Uh, young, affordable talents that will help them run their social media, create that content, but don't really know where to go because I think there's this problem, just in general, anywhere, everywhere, where I'm a small business owner. I don't really want to do social media. I know it's important. I'm going to hire a college kid. The college kid's going to come in here and do my social media. They don't know what they're doing, aside from having the interest and the time The business owner doesn't really know what they're doing. So you're both kind of going in the dark and doing the shotgun approach of like just spraying out all this content and hoping something hits. Yeah. So then you have my program where I will work with these college students, select college students or recent college grads that are trying to get into the industry but can't get an entry level job because it's not really entry level. I work with those um, students or young adults, then I pair them with small businesses. And they go off and they get the the work that they want, the small businesses. While they're the college students or the young adults are getting that strategy and experience from me, and it just ends up being a very successful partnership. And it's providing small businesses with what they they want of that affordability and being able to know that their content is getting the reach and having the opportunity to succeed that uh, it otherwise might not have. Yeah.
0: Um. <clears throat> what uh platforms do you su- would suggest most and least when promoting?
1: It really comes down to the individual businesses with what your target audience is mm-hmm. and what your whoever is doing your content, what the availability is. If you are like, ah, I can do maybe once a week, great. Once a week is fine. If you can do Three times a week, great. Three times a uh, week is great. It's about setting a frequency that makes sense to you, the business owner. Because if you say, I'm going to do every day, great, more power to you. But if you burn out, then all of a sudden you don't post. And then a day or two of no posting goes into a week, into a month. And then you haven't been posting in a few months. And that's not a good look. Yeah. If you're a restaurant, you have to be on Facebook. It's just... That's where reviews are. People just kind of expect it. And Facebook is that platform that's kind of dying out. I get that. But people still are finding restaurants on Facebook because you can review places and you can be present there. And Instagram, of course, is another good one. I don't think it's ever too late for a brand to get on any platform, really. It's... I think there's this fear of like, oh, this platform's been around forever and "Ah, it's an uphill battle. Instagram is probably one of the platforms that's easiest to grow on right now. I'm not saying it's easy, but if you do reels and this sort of content, you have an opportunity to grow if you're leveraging certain things in a certain way. TikTok is another platform that's popular. um, But if your audience is truly very local, it gets a little tricky because you can reach a ton of different people on TikTok but if you're not selling to a few states over, does it make sense for your brand to be there? So it's just
0: kind of, it's worth the conversation, if you Damn. will. Where do you see yourself and your platform in the next five years?
1: Uh, hopefully successful, making oh, like seven figures a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say six, and I was like,
0: oh, let's shoot higher. Let's shoot higher. Right.
1: Um, but realistically, it's being able to stay out of debt, and stay self-employed. I think those are simple enough things because I am nearly 100% usage of my credit card when I decided to go self-employed, which I was like, man, this is probably not the right time, but it'll never be the right time to invest in yourself and go all in because it's intimidating. So if five years from now I am still self-employed, I have savings, and I don't have crazy debt, I will say, hey, I'm successful, this is great. Um, I wanna work with a variety of clients um, at a variety of levels. And I do want to, I think by five years, it sh- seems realistic to me that I would have full-time employees. That would be cool. Um, but it seems just so far off to be like, I got a full-time team. It's like a legitimate agency. It's a legitimate business. Not to say it's not without that, but, you know, be able to uh, employ people, I think, is a certain level of success.
0: Yeah. Well, you you know, content creator, social media coach, uh, founder of Hashtag MKE, you're an entrepreneur. Um, That's true. What advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs um, that are in the city right now? Yeah, get out and network. Uh, a lot
1: of success comes from who you know. Mm-hmm. And I, in February of 2023... Started thinking maybe it's time for me to explore self-employment, and at the time I was like, by 2024 I will. And I joke about it because yeah, I did it, but like I didn't like think I w- like in November I started like looking at other jobs, and I was like, ah, maybe I just do another year or two of working for someone else to pay off the credit card debt and. Da-da-da. It's intimidating to do. Yeah. A lot of people will talk the talk, but we'll never follow through. For sure. So I started talking to other entrepreneurs in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and picked their brains. I said, hey, this is the ideas I have. What do you think and that? And a lot of them were very open in the, not directly mentoring, but like providing some advice and some of the obstacles that they learned along the way. I talked to others because I didn't know what I didn't know. And they were able to kind of point out like, hey, healthcare is a real challenge when you're self-employed. You got to figure out how to navigate yeah. that. Someone told me that early, so I brought it up quietly or like, like briefly to each person I talked to. Just like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And yeah. one person eventually was like, "Oh, I got to contact contact this person, and they'll help you out." And I did, and now it's working out. Yeah, um, it's those little nuancy things that you're not thinking about that you have to figure out how to work in because you got to track your finances, yeah. your mileage, all these little things that come along with it. Yeah. And if you are already doing a business, but it's not your full-time thing, get into the habit now of tracking these things. It sounds super boring and it is, mm-hmm. it's not why you're getting into the business, but when the time comes that you are fully self-employed, that's not the time to figure out how to track your finances.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, I, I can relate, man. This is, uh, before two years ago, I never invested in myself the way I have right now. And, um it's been a expensive penny but uh, mm. at the same time it's been totally worth it because yep. you know it's in, it's investing in me and it's through that the growth that has taken place it's 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 allowed me to get my foot into doors and 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 just evolve as a as a human being yeah um I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been following for a long time. You appreciate know this. That. Uh, but it's it's definitely I always knew I wanted this to happen. Yeah. But uh, we definitely did make it happen. And I'm happy that you came on, share some of your time. Yeah. Um, what are I I've been saying it all through the interview, but what are ways people could contact you?
1: Yeah, so my website is literally the word hashtag MKE.com, and that's where I write some local stuff and promote all my events and whatnot. Easy central spot, join a newsletter and that sort of thing. Uh, But then it's all the social platforms. I'm literally on like eight or nine platforms, so if you're on it, I'm probably on it. Looking up the word hashtag MKE, JMAT, mke. Jmat ADHD based on what your interests are yeah. um if you check it out you follow and you lose interest like i said earlier when follow me i don't care do what makes <laughs> yeah. sense for you that's how you should use social media whatever you're interested in do it
0: yeah well um definitely a fan i look forward to all the content you'll be bringing out um so again thank you for coming on thank sharing you for having your me. time being a part of the the, the list of guests that have uh, blessed the platform. And, uh, you know, with that, Spearhead out.